You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the Word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to His Word in Jesus' name. Throughout this month, we have been celebrating the God that does new things. From the beginning of this month, if you have been following the teachings, it's reminding ourselves that our God does new things and is doing new things right now. This scripture was taken from Isaiah 43 verse 19, where God said, Behold, I will do a new thing. He said, Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? It was a question. He said, I will, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God, with, God is doing a new thing even with all that is happening. With all the coronavirus issues, with the lockdown, with the church not gathering, God is still doing a new thing. And we must stay focused on that and continue to encourage ourselves that after all this, something new and something beautiful is going to come out of it in the name of Jesus Christ. Today we are looking at relationship. Relationship and singles. Before we go into that message, let's bow our heads briefly and just ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us pray. Spirit of the Lord, we thank you. I yield myself to you. I also surrender the hearts and minds of people out there that are listening to this message. We ask King of Glory that you will glorify Jesus in this teaching and that relationships will be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Relationship. Relationship is all you will see. It's, it's the most important thing you will see in the, in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, God is talking about relationship. If you turn with me to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And the Lord said, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. God was talking about the man, the man he created, the man he made in his image and in his likeness. And God is saying, this man should not be alone. This man needs to be in a relationship. This man needs help. And God noticed he was alone. And, and came to the decision to create for him Make for him a help meet. Why did he need a help meet? He had a purpose to fulfill. God created him for a reason. Everyone was created for a reason. God has a purpose for every one of us. And you cannot, you cannot do it on your own. But if you look at even for God to come to that place where he decided Adam needed someone, it was because there was also fellowship with God. 
the relationship. Adam had relationship with God, but God knew Adam needed to also have relationship with someone like him. In, in Genesis chapter 3, verse, verses 8 to 9, he said, And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God was coming to have fellowship. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. And the Lord God called out to them and said, Adam, where are you? God was coming to fellowship with Adam and Eve. But you know the story that on this particular occasion, they had sinned, so they were not in the place of fellowship. Something had gone wrong, and suddenly, that relationship was broken. They could not now fellowship with God. But they still had one another. They still had each other. Adam and Eve, they were still together. But it was no longer the same. The foundation of relationship had been broken. There was no longer fellowship. But he was not alone. He still had Eve. But something was wrong. You will find out that from that time onward, nothing was the same. They gave birth to children to sons that one of them killed the other. Broken relationship, two siblings, a brother, two brothers. Why? The foundation was already faulty. God was no longer in the picture. Every good relationship, every fruitful relationship must start with God. You can see in this scripture that once fellowship was broken because of sin, there was no way Adam and Eve could get it right. Why? Because the foundation was wrong. And because they, you need to know what relationship is all about. And you need to learn it from the God that created relationship. The God that saw the need for relationship and put two people together. Since separated man, and from then onwards, man began to search. Man was searching, trying, entering one relationship or the other. But it wasn't working. Because why? The God of relationships, the God that we fellowship with, the God that would teach us the right way, to enter into relationship, to keep relationship, to nurture relationship, to maintain relationship, that God was no longer in the picture. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for the restoration of relationship. Because we are saying all this, but today we are celebrating that we have been reconciled back to him. In Exodus chapter 20, Exodus chapter 20, will tell you about the Ten Commandments. Still talking about relationship. Because we are looking at the God that does new things. The God that is looking for you, looking out for you to make your relationship new. To heal your relationship. To heal you. In, in this scripture, you will find God giving the children of Israel ten commandments. They saw them, they saw those commandments as 
laws, as rules to lead by. They saw them as just commandments that they should keep. But if you look at this commandment, you will find it was all about relationship. It was God once more taking care of all relationships. The relationship, relationship with God, relationship with parents, relationship with man. The first seven verses talk about how we should relate with, to God, obeying God, putting him first, getting it right with him, repairing the foundation because he's the foundation. Getting our relationship right so that we will be able to, it was put in that order. It wasn't by mistake. It wasn't just put in that order just for the fun of it. It was put in that order because it is God first, always God first. It has always been God first. Then the next one is in, from verse, verse, in verse 8 and 9. You will find it talking about the Sabbath day. Verse 8 says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. He says, six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work. God was talking about you. You. Your rest. Discovering yourself. He was talking about your healing. He was talking about, first of all, looking into you and making you right. Praise the Lord. God, you know, relationship with God, relationship with self, relationship with others. So you're not left out. So even in relationship, you're not supposed to be lost in any relationship. It's supposed to be you. But you're supposed to be the right you. Verse 12 talks about honoring our parents. He said, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God has given. He took care of us addressed how we should treat our parents, how we should relate with our parents. Isn't that awesome? So we don't forget that that is a very important, God was just saying, that's a very important relationship. For parents that are used to give you life, you must honor them. And finally, the rest of that scripture talks about our relationship with one another. From verse 13 downwards, you will see, Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. What was, what was God addressing? He was addressing my relationship with my neighbor, my relationship with someone else. What it means is that relationships, are, it's important to keep and maintain relationship. God is saying, if you get it right with me, if you know me, you will know yourself. If you know yourself, then you will be able to give to others. Because if you know him, you will receive love. You will understand the joy of relationship. Then you yourself will discover yourself and realize that you have something to offer. And when you have something to offer, it is always demonstrated by offering to someone else, giving to your neighbor. If you say you love God, you have to love, you have to show that love. That love must reflect in how you relate with others. 
So it is important for us to keep reminding ourselves that where we can have problems is when the foundation is faulty. The story of the Samaritan woman is a clear example of relationship. A woman that was searching. You know the story very well. Let's turn to John chapter 4. John 4. The story is in John chapter 4, verses 4 to 26. Bible introduced the Samaritan woman. In verse 4, he says, and he must, need, he must need go through Samaria. He said Jesus needed to go through Samaria. Why? He needed to touch the woman of Samaria. He needed to heal her. Just like when he passed through the path where the woman with the issue of blood will meet him and touch him. That's the, that is the savior that we, that we have given our lives to. The one who knows what we are going through. The one who will pass by so that we can touch him, so that we can receive. The Samaritan woman came to the well to draw water. In the hot, in the hot afternoon, when others will not be at the well, why? You will see why in verse... Let's, let's look at it from verse 16. Verse 16. Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. Verse 17. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast said well, I have no husband. He said, For thou hast had five husbands. This was the reason. She had become an outcast. She had become a laughing stock. All the other young women would not want to associate with somebody like her. A lot of women like this, a lot of people like the Samaritan woman, that we don't want to associate with them. We don't even want to identify with them. We don't want to be friends with them. Why? They have been married to too many husbands. They have this thing that is following them. Because of what? Forty foundation. They are searching. When your relationship with God is faulty, you will continue to search. When your relationship with God is not there, you will always be wondering, always be looking for, because it is your, your relationship with him that bring, gives you peace and healing to be able to forge other relationships. And the woman recognized straight away that this was not an ordinary man. She said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Verse 19. Suddenly, she was happy that someone could see what she was hiding. She was happy that someone could see through her. Someone cared enough to ask without judging her. Jesus wasn't judging her. He was just calling out the problem so he could deal with it. So he could bring restoration so that he can heal 
what was broken. We don't know what the issues were with her. We don't know where she's coming from. We don't know how she got there. Just like there are many people out there, you don't know why they are in the relationship they are in. You don't know why it's, it's, not, it's not what they expected. You don't know what, why it's going wrong. Sometimes they might even be blaming others without knowing that the problem is with them. Jesus is calling out to you. And he's coming your way. Why? To bring healing. And today I believe that as you hear this word, you will begin to look inward. Because it is also important for you to also know that something is wrong. If you do not know that something is wrong, you will not know how to address the problem. In verses, the same scripture that we just read, in verse 21, if you look at verse 20, 21, Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. He said, Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Jesus was saying, You're worshiping at the mountains. He said, you're worshipping from afar. He said, you do not even know the God that you're worshipping. Sometimes we're in church, we're serving. We're doing everything. Sometimes teaching like I'm teaching right now. But we do not know him. We do not have the, the, the relationship we ought to have with him. He's talking to all of us. Everyone out there. And he went further to say, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What is God saying? You must be healed in your spirit. In fact, that is, one, that is what salvation has done for us. That is what Jesus Christ has done for us. First, addressing this man, the, the, spirit, the spirit of the man, so that his soul can receive the same healing. Jesus said to her, you are dead spiritually. You have no relationship. He says, so you're worshipping from afar. He said, you're worshipping because your fathers worshipped at Jerusalem. He said, but true worshippers are not necessarily those worshipping at Jerusalem. Those that are worshipping him in spirit. Those that have given their lives to Christ. Those that have received this healing. Those that are in this relationship with him. It's something to rejoice about. That now, you and I know that this relationship is available. Let's also look at Matthew 22. The Samaritan woman was healed on that day. In Matthew 22, if you look at Matthew 22 from verse 35, still talking about relationship. Jesus was explaining the Ten Commandments here. The Ten Commandments was a struggle for anyone to keep it without realizing it was just about relationship. And Jesus explained it here. He said, verse 35, he said, Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Referring to the Ten Commandments. He said, which of those commandments is the greatest? Jesus didn't select. He did not eliminate some. And what did he say to him? 
Verse 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the, the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. 38, he said, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus broke it up. He compressed it into these two and said, you love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. If you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, what is left? It's healing. It's all-round healing. Total restoration. Then he said, then you, only then can you love your neighbor as yourself. When you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, you can now love your neighbor as yourself. He said, you, you will not be able to, you were not left out. Meaning, as you love God, you receive love. You become love. You have love. And that is what you give. When you enter a relationship with all this, you will bring healing to that relationship. You will learn to look inward. That's why you find some people are just different. They are not different because there's something, something other than something other than their relationship with Christ. It's because they know who they are in Christ Jesus. There are three hindrances to relationship that I noted here. I'm sure there are a lot more. But let's just look at these three so that, you know, we start from there. The first one is a godless life. John chapter 1, verse 12. John chapter 1, verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. This is a call to return back to the, to the amazing relationship that was lost in the Garden of Eden. This is the call to salvation. This is the call to restoration, reconciliation. This is the call to reconcile back to your maker. This is the call to heal the foundation of your life so that you will be able to enjoy better relationships. If you get this right, when we, when we make the call to give your life to Christ, it's the, best, it's the best thing that can happen to anyone. Calling you back to the God that created you. Who knows what to do with you? So for a godless life, the foundation is already faulty. No matter how hard you try, you will continue to search. Jesus has found you. If you turn to him and give him your life, he will come in and heal you. The second one is unresolved issues with self and your past. Matthew 22, verse 39. Matthew 22, verse 39. He said, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I decided to dwell on scriptures where he was talking about loving relationships. 
Because if you have, if you forgive, you will enjoy a loving relationship. This scripture is saying, there's anything to forgive. Forgive for your peace, for your sake. If there's any bitterness, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. If you were not loved by your parents, and you're still holding it, holding on to that, the foundation of every good relationship is God, as we have said. You, it can, the change can start from you. God wants to do a new thing in your life. So whatever is in your past, you cannot drag the past into the future. It doesn't work. It will weigh you down. It will, it will make nonsense of the present relationship. But when the past is resolved, you will be free. You will start on a clean slate with a clean heart. The last and final one is going alone. Jesus said, it is not good for man to be alone. Why would you want to go alone? He wants you to know him. He wants you to discover yourself so that you, you will not be alone, so that you will not go alone. Let us look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 where Solomon, the king, was talking, Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 and 10. He said, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse 10 says, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he will not, he had not another to help him up. It's here in the Bible. If you are alone, if you decide to go to face the world alone, you will not be able to, con to conquer the world alone. The word of God says one will chase 1,000. He said two will put 10,000 to flight. Just look at the difference. If two shall agree as touching anything, until, we, until there's someone else to walk in agreement with you. It's, you are not in agreement. So you cannot go alone. So if you are alone today, remember that the Holy Spirit is in you if you have given your life to Christ. If you have not given your life to Christ, then you need to. So you will not be alone. Because all this that we are saying, if you have not given your life to Christ, the Spirit of the Lord cannot come and indwell you. It's not possible. The Spirit of the Lord can only indwell you because of Jesus. And if I'm talking to the singles, the Holy Spirit wants to teach you the right way to be in a relationship. He wants you to know that if you enter into this, the right relationship and your foundation is right, you will not lose yourself. You will still be you. You will bring a healthy you into the relationship. There's a lot to learn. The Holy Spirit being in us. Read it up in John 16, verse 7. Verse 7. Jesus said, it is important for you that I go. It is expedient. That's how he used it in King James Version. That I go so that the comforter will come. We need him. You need him. I need him. 
So for the single, ask God about your relationship. Talk to God whether there is anything in you that needs to be dealt with first. Ask him whether there's something you are ignoring. Talk to him about relationships that are not working so that he will teach you, so that he will help you identify what is wrong. And as you do that, I promise you that not only will you become a better you, you will enjoy a healthier relationship. If you have not given your life to Christ, I don't want you to miss this opportunity because it's all about you. Jesus came for us. God reconciling man to himself. What awesome love. You need to give your life to Christ to understand these sayings. When you give your life to Christ and you get into the word of God, you will discover the amazing truth that you were not aware of. And if you have given your life to Christ and you are in church, you are serving, you are doing everything, you are working and there is something wrong with your relationship, you might even be a, a church leader, you might be a pastor, it is not about what you're doing. It's about the relationship you have with him. Your personal time, your personal fellowship, your personal relationship. If not, even the, in the work you're doing, you'll be dissatisfied. You'll be tired. You'll be overwhelmed. I'm calling you to give your life to Christ. And if you want to give your life, you're ready to give your life to Christ, trusting the Holy Spirit. Join me to just make this simple confession. And say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner and I need help. Come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. Repair the broken relationship, my broken relationship with the Father. And help me to walk in this newness of life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. My name is written in the book of life. I reject the devil and his works. And I choose eternal life. If you have just made that confession, I want to let you know that you have just given your life to Christ and you are born again. Welcome to the kingdom of our dear Lord. Welcome to salvation, to eternal life. If you do not have a church that you are going, that you're going to, and, and, and any of our branches, Overcomers Church, World Outreach, any of our branches, if you find any of them, join where a Bible-believing church. If not, look for the nearest Bible-believing church close to you. Don't forget, the Bible is your companion. The Bible is the only way for you to find out whether the church where you are in is a Bible-believing church. So you have your work cut out for you to study the Word and enjoy your relationship with God. We are going to pray. We're going to pray looking into our relationship. The first place to start from is on resolved issues, unforgiveness, hurt from the past, disappointments in relationships, or even relationships you have seen yourself. And it, is, and it has scared you. Whatever wound you have in your soul, we need to ask the Holy Ghost to heal you. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, we appreciate and adore you. We come before you asking that you heal us. 
asking King of Glory that you heal our soul. Give us the grace to let go of bitterness, past hurt, disappointments, relationships that are affecting our new relationships. Help us, Lord, to receive this healing because Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I like the story of the prodigal son. The story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, verse 17. I like the first part. The first part said, when he came to himself, the prodigal son had gone so far, but he came to himself. We're going to pray because coming to yourself is a time of realization. It's a time if you are in a relationship, if, you are, if your relationship is not healthy, if things are going wrong and you're blaming everybody, for, you, for the Holy Ghost to make you realize that there's something that he needs to do. That that thing you're searching, like the woman is uh, at the well of Samaria, that he can bring healing to it. We're going to pray once more and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to say, Lord, help me to, to see the issues. Help me to accept, acknowledge them so that I will be able to deal with them in the name of Jesus Christ. Because it is one thing for the Lord to want to help you, but it's also another thing for you not to want to be helped. We're going to pray for all the relationships out there that are struggling, unhealthy relationships, relationships that are bringing so much pain. We're going to ask for healing for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray concerning all the relationships. We have looked at relationship with you, relationship with ourselves, relationship with our parents, relationship with one another. We ask King of Glory that as the foundation of our relationship is being repaired today, all our other relationships will become healthy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Our Father in the Lord does not, will not close any service without acknowledging that we have overcome by the power that is in the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of our testimony that Jesus Christ is Lord. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.